Last month, I was teaching a class about how to start a business. And as you'd expect, most of the people in the class hadn't yet started their businesses. That's why they were taking the class. But before the class started, we did a survey and we discovered that out of all the students in the class, Every single one of them had already done their branding for their business. They'd already designed their branding, even though they hadn't done almost any of the other steps of setting up their business, making it legal or making any money. Now, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I know I sure can because I get really excited whenever I have a new idea and I want to start doing the things that I can see right away. But when we're starting a business, the things that we see aren't necessarily the things that are the most important. And there are a lot of things that are more behind the scenes that we can't see that we have to do before we can start legally or before we'll be able to make any money. Today, I'm going to be covering six practical things you have to do before you can start your business or at least before you can start it legally and before you'll be able to successfully start really making money. This is going to be very specific and step-by-step, so you'll wanna open up a new note on your phone or grab a pen and a notebook because you are going to want to make a list and probably take some notes as well. We became entrepreneurs because more than anything, we want freedom. We want to be in control of our own schedule, income, and life. But unfortunately, that isn't always the reality of being a business owner. I'm Gillian Perkins, and I'm on a mission to take back entrepreneurship for what it's supposed to be. In every episode, I'll share with you how to get the most out of every hour you work so that you can work less and earn more. Let's get to it. First things first, to start your business, you have to register your business name. Now, technically, if you are doing business as your own name, so my name is Gillian Perkins. If I was to do business just as Gillian Perkins, I wouldn't technically have to register that name. But if you are going to do business under any other name, even a slightly different name, like if I was to call my business Gillian Perkins Creative or Gillian Perkins & Co., as soon as I'm doing business under any sort of other name, you have to register your business. Now, the good news is that registering your business name is really simple and normally doesn't cost much money at all. You'll want to Google how to register your business name in your state. So for example, I live in Oregon, so I would Google how to register a business name in Oregon. And you want to look for your state's government website. This is often the Secretary of State website because they will be able to give you the most clear and specific and accurate advice about exactly what you need to do. Typically, all that's involved is filling out one simple form online that normally takes five to 15 minutes, and you might have to pay about 50 to $100. But once you do that, your business will officially legally be a thing. Once you've done that, then you get to move on to some more registering because the government wants to know what you're up to. So now you need to register your business with the IRS. Now, technically, this step is optional. You won't be doing anything illegal if you don't register your business with the IRS, but there's one very important reason why you will probably want to. And that is because it is highly recommended that you open a bank account for your business. And banks won't let you open a bank account for a business 
this unless you have a business identification number called an EIN, Employer Identification Number. And the way that you get that is by registering your business with the IRS. Now, the good news here is that this process is very straightforward. It works the same regardless of what state you live in in the US, and it doesn't cost anything, and it is instant. So once you finish completing the form, you instantly get that EIN and you can start using it. And by the way, if you're wondering what a business identification number is, what is an EIN? Well, basically it's a social security number for your business. There might be other businesses out there with the same name, just like there are other people out there with the same name as you. And so the government prefers to identify your business based off of a specific and unique number that no other business has so that they can avoid any confusion and make sure that they know exactly which business is which. With your EIN in hand, you'll be able to move on to the third step, which is to open that business bank account. Now, again, this step technically is optional. You don't have to do it to legally start a business, but it is highly recommended because it is going to enable you to easily keep your personal money, your personal finances, separate from your business finances. And this is key when it comes to properly filing your taxes or just keeping your business records organized so that you can make good strategic decisions about how to grow your business. And those benefits essentially come from good record keeping and keeping things organized. But a lot of us aren't always perfect at keeping those records perfectly straight. But if you have the money in two separate accounts, then it happens automatically. You just have to make sure that you run all of your business transactions through that business account. And by the way, it is totally all right for you to take some of your personal money and put it into your business account. This is you funding your business. You're essentially lending or giving your business some money, totally legally allowable, and won't mess up your books as all as long as you are clear about what is happening here. I would recommend doing it in large chunks. So if you think that you need to put $1,000 into that business account to get your business started or to fund your business for the first couple months, then do so in that $1,000 chunk. Don't put in $20 for one expense and then $5 for another, because then it becomes very unclear and confusing about what's actually happening. And it kind of looks like you're mingling your personal and your business money. The fourth thing you'll want to do before you launch your business is to set up a business email account. Now, this is only going to take you about five minutes or so, depending on how you do it. It can be as simple as yourbusinessname at gmail.com, or you can make it a little bit more official by getting your business's domain so it's at yourbusinessname.com. So for example, I run a company called Startup Society, so I could have an email that is gillian at startupsociety.com. And you can either do this through Google Workspace if you don't have a website, or if you have a website, then you can typically set it up through your website hosting or through whatever company you are using to run your website. The reason you want to have a business email is twofold. First of all, just like with your finances, it keeps things a lot more organized and simpler when you keep your personal completely separate from your business. But the other benefit is that that way, when you are emailing a potential client or customer, you sound a lot more professional with your business email. It's essentially like putting on a professional outfit before meeting with a client, and it actually makes them trust you more and makes them more likely to want to work with you. 
So up until this point, all of the steps we've talked about have been really small and easy steps, things that only take you five, 10, maybe 20 minutes to complete, and they're really important things. Now this next one is very important as well, but it does take a little longer. It's gonna take you a few hours or maybe even a few days, but I promise this time will be worth it. Now I call this testing the waters or validating your idea. You could also call it market research, but basically you wanna get out there and talk to some people who might be interested in becoming your future customers or clients and see if they are actually interested in whatever business or product you are thinking of creating. Let me give you an example of a friend of mine who did this recently and did it really well. And what I loved about it was how simple she kept it. So my friend, let's call her Fanny. She is thinking about starting a business. And so what she did was she sent out a text to me and several other friends who she thought might be interested in her business proposition, in the service that she's going to be providing. And all she said in her text was she described what the business was and she asked us if it's something we might be interested in, why or why not? And she just genuinely wanted our feedback. She wasn't trying to pitch us or get us to buy something. She wasn't trying to sell us or anything like that. She just wanted our feedback. And in fact, a bunch of us were interested. We thought the idea sounded really valuable. And after asking just a few questions, several of us said, so how can I sign up? Is this a thing yet or do we have to wait a while? And that is the power of reaching out and asking people if they're interested. It's not about trying to sell them. It's not about trying to get your first clients, although that often is a result. It's just about starting a conversation and learning, getting the feedback on your idea, because people will give you feedback. That feedback might be crickets, no response at all, or it might be questions, or it might be an eager yes. Okay, so we've come all the way to step number six. The sixth thing to do before you launch your business is to create a simple marketing plan. And when I say simple, I mean very simple. I just want this marketing plan to include essentially three things. First, what are you selling? Second, how will people discover you? How will you attract leads? How will they find you? And then third, how will you turn those leads into paying customers? So for example, with my friend Fanny, she had a version of personal shopping services that she was interested in providing. So that was her product. And then how is she going to get leads? Well, I don't know if she's quite gotten that far yet, but right now what she's doing is she's utilizing her current network. So right now her process of getting leads is reaching out to people she already knows. And then Third, how will she turn those people into paying customers? Well, right now her plan is really simple and it is just to tell them about her service and ask them if it's something they might be interested in. Then answer any questions they might have and eventually show them how to sign up. It's a really simple plan and it's probably not what you'll be doing long term, but it's a fine starting place and it's clear. For a completely different example, let's say that you want to sell an online course. So first of all, what is the product? It's not just a course. It's a course that teaches people how to do a specific thing. OK, so clarify what that course is. Then how are you going to get leads? Maybe you're going to use YouTube. Maybe you're going to use Instagram. Maybe you are going to write blog articles and get traffic from Google. And then 
once you have the traffic, how will you sell to that traffic? Well, you probably need to have some sort of lead capture process, like a form on your website that people can fill out to learn more. And then maybe you send them an email sequence afterward. I don't want you to have 10 different ways you're doing each of these things. When you're first starting out, just one way that you are attracting leads and one way that you are turning those leads into paying customers is going to be key to your success. Now, before we wrap this up, I have just a couple more bonus things, kind of like optional things that you could do before you launch. One of them is to design your branding. Now, I don't think this should be the very first thing you do, although there's not really anything wrong with it. Just know that it's not the thing that's going to get you to making money right away. But at some point, you're going to need to create some sort of assets. Maybe you're going to be creating your website or an email header or designing your product itself, and you'll need some sort of guidelines about how you're going to design it. So you might want to design your branding. And also you might want to design your website. Now, depending on your business model, this might be necessary or it might be optional. If you were going to be running a content business online where you are doing content marketing and then you are selling digital products, well, you need to have a website. You really do in order to launch your business. And sometimes people say, well, you don't have to. You could just use a landing page, but your business will sound a lot more legit. It'll be a lot more professional. People will trust you a lot more and will buy your products a lot more if you have a proper website. But for some other people, such as some people who are selling a service or maybe you're selling a product that you're planning to just sell on Amazon or on Etsy, you might not need to set up your website before you launch. Although eventually you'll probably want to create one as part of growing and scaling your business. So there you have it, six things you need to do before you launch your business. Now, if you want to learn even more about what you need to do to actually start your business and to start making money with it, then check out a free course you can sign up for. It's called Small Business 101. It's going to teach you all those things and give you a big picture perspective on where you're really taking your business so that you understand why you're doing what you're doing and where you're trying to take it. So if this sounds like it would be helpful to you and you want to get your hands on a free copy of this course, then just head to gillianperkins.com slash 101. Before we wrap it up, I just want to say, I know it's really tempting to skip a lot of these steps. They're not really the exciting work of like branding your business or setting up a sales funnel or anything like that, but they make a big difference. Some of them are legally necessary. Others are just really important for keeping your business organized from day one so that you don't wind up with a huge mess later on. And then some like testing the waters and creating your marketing plan are essential for being able to make money in your business and to ensure that you'll actually be able to run a profitable business. All that to say, they're important. And also, almost all of them do not take much time. The only one that takes more than about half an hour is testing the waters or doing that market research. And all the rest are 30 minutes or less. So set aside a couple hours over the next couple weeks to knock all these things out. You will feel so much better and more confident and you will defeat imposter syndrome before it even starts to work on you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Work Less, Earn More. Now, here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of this episode you're listening to right now and share it out on your Instagram stories. And when you do, make sure you tag me at Gillian Z Perkins so I can see you're listening. Sharing on stories is going to help more people find this podcast so they too can learn how to build their business in a way that allows them to work less and earn more. 
And if you really love the show, head over to Apple Podcasts right now and leave Work Less, Earn More a review to give it a boost and help even more people find it. Okay, let's wrap this up. I'm Gillian Perkins, and until next week, stay focused and take action. Take action.